Welcome to Sounds of PDX on Portland Radio Project. I am Veronica Bezesti, thrilled to be here today to speak with a band that I actually had the honor of interviewing in 2017 after their triumphant Supreme Court victory. It's going to be wonderful to catch up, um, but it's going to be equally as sad to, I guess, kind of say goodbye. The Slants are my guest here today on Sounds of PDX. The Asian American dance rock troublemaking band that took on the Supreme Court is releasing their final album, The Band Plays On. The reunion and album release show, October 14th at Dante's. And I'm so thankful to have with me today Simon Tam, Joe Jiang, and Bao Vo of The Slants. Hi, guys. Hey, hey. Hey, thanks for having us. Hey, thanks for having us. My absolute pleasure. We are recording this remotely, which is always fun. So thank you so much for taking time out of your day and convene together and and let all of our listeners know about this final Slants album the band plays on and that gig that you got going on on the 14th at Dante's. For those of you that need a little recap of the Slants troublemaking history and subsequent triumph, I'm going to speak the words of a true hero to many, Associate Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Dance rock band frontman Simon Tam sought to trademark the slants. His aim was to reappropriate a term long used to disparage a minority group and to render the term a badge of pride. All of us agreed. Damn, that victory still deserves a hearty congratulations. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was an honor, as I said earlier, to speak with you not long after that victory had come through. How does it feel? How does that still resonate with you? I think for me, it's still a bit surreal. I mean, it's been six years. Uh, Yesterday was the eight-year anniversary from when we first went to a federal court. Wow. We were just fighting this uphill battle. I mean, it's pretty wild to think that about a quarter of my life was spent in the legal system. Yeah. And in many ways, for for better or for worse, our band has really been defined by that struggle. Uh, Not necessarily for our, our music or other parts of our social activism, but really this obscure legal case. And so it's, I think for me, a kind of a bittersweet experience from that. Uh, But I still feel very honored to be a part of this larger conversation about justice, about the meaning of art, and, and how to really create social impact with our art. Yeah. I want to play devil's advocate a little bit. How do you think your case would have played out with the 2023 Supreme Court, the Supreme Court we're living with today? I think for me, um, we probably still would have won. Okay. I I think at the end of the day, this court, as biased as it might seem to be, still is able to arrive at unanimous decisions. It actually had a number of them on the docket in the last couple of years. And issues like freedom of speech of creative expression they are pretty pretty universal and while it's easy to despair especially seeing how politics have divided us Mm -hmm. i think there are certainly opportunities for us to realize that there are some issues that are so fundamental to us as americans as a country that they do bring people together and it's the very reason why our case was able to bring 70 different organizations to the table. And we had groups like the Cato Institute and the Heritage Foundation, you know, pretty conservative organizations teaming up with orgs like the ACLU and Asian, uh, various Asian American organizations. So we're seeing how these kind of unlikely partners are able to be brought to the table by this critical issue. 
And that's something I'm really, really proud of. At, that, at the end of the day, we were able to uh, find something that can advance justice forward and to bring dignity to other people and using a better rock and roll while doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, Bao, do you have anything to add to that? I just realized I've been in the band for, what is this, eight years now? <laughs> yeah, you're getting it's old. It's been man. a while because, yeah, I, my first um, show with the band was in August of the year we went to the federal court and Simon and I, within a month and a half of me joining the band, where maybe two months or so, we were on a plane to DC. So <laughs> it's a trip. It, it has not been a quarter of my life, like Simon's life of uh, fighting this case. I've barely really had much to do with the actual case itself, but it still feels like a very long time. So yeah. um, it's 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 a lot. It's it, it was a lot, and I'm glad Simon won, and that there is a story to tell from all of that. I wasn't even born when this case started, so stop. Okay. <laughs> 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 We're gonna hear a couple of tunes and talk about the band plays on your final album. You did something really special with these 14 tracks, and we're gonna dive into that in a bit. But first. I'd like to know a little bit more about Slanted, an American rock opera. How did the opportunity to take your Supreme Court battle and, and victory, how did the opportunity to, to turn that into a musical stage experience arise? For us, someone in St. Louis reached out about a new program called the New Works Collective. Okay. It was an opportunity to bring new people to the table, to the world of opera, especially with stories that aren't traditionally heard on that kind of stage. Yeah. And they especially wanted someone to bring in different type of music. And and of course that involved a lot of folks of color. And in our case, every single creator they picked was a creator of a color. And at first, you know, I, I, I sent the message over to Joe and we were just like, uh, you know, th is this really a fit? But after a few conversations and, and looking over at the application, we decided to just throw our hat in the ring so to speak and see how it would play out and wow. um, they, they did choose us and we were really honored to be chosen and to really tackle on this like <laughs> at times seemingly impossible cha like challenge yeah. of writing and composing an opera when it was performed is there any video or any record of it for those of us that couldn't be there where it was performed so that we can see it yeah there's certain excerpts of it on okay. the slants youtube channel oh, um, we also had a really great feature with Soledad o'brien's team so on matter of fact television they were able to capture parts of the aria and you know, folks will be able to see some of the staging and a little bit of the behind the scenes uh, look at what it took to bring it to the stage as well. What was the timing with the Slants Foundation formation in respect to all of this happening? Well, we started the Slants Foundation about 2018. Okay. We knew we wanted to kind of get into more philanthropic work uh, in a more direct fashion. Like we had partnered with many organizations over the years, but there were certain niches and, and things that we saw that weren't getting filled. And so that's when Joe and I and our singer at the time, Ken, started reaching out to people we've worked with over the years, including Bao, and say, hey, you're really great. We love what you do. Is this a journey you want to go on with us? And yeah. we're so grateful that folks like Bao and, and all the other folks on the board have uh, been a part of this organization in helping us launch all these creative projects and, and to not only fund, but also 
directly mentor and coach a number of the, the artists that we work with. And so to this date, that involves over 500 different Asian American artists, wow. uh, not only in music, but wow. also in film and theater and dance. We've been able to put on a number of virtual events, partner with national organizations, do things like get out the vote campaigns, and it's just been a really, really fun and exciting ride. You know, managing this nonprofit all while trying to compose an opera, tour with a book, write music, all the things. And um, you know, and, and I think it was actually through the the Slants Foundation that we really kind of thought about the idea for this album as like a community-driven piece, one that involves, involves high levels of collaboration. And really through that, like, I was already a big fan of Bao's work, especially with Ming and Ping and, and all the synth pop stuff he was developing. But I think as we got to know him through this foundation and, and realized just what a wonderful heart he had, um, Joe and I chatted about it and we're like, we definitely want him involved with the creation of this album and really helping us shape it and bring it to the finish line. And and being a, being a toddler, Bao, I mean, wow, what a contribution. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all can't see me, but I have my arms up like I'm riding a roller coaster. Oh, uh, yeah! <laughs> it's just been really beautiful to um, have the community aspect of of all of this work and um, see how many really talented people and and also just you know audience people um, be changed by some of the work that um, we're all doing. It's just really, really special, and I've always wanted to do something like this. So, uh, much gratitude to the guys for bringing me on to the foundation as well as this uh, this album. Well, let's talk about this album. Let's talk about the band plays on. There is a guest performer on each of the fourteen tracks, comprised of prominent as well as up and coming artists of the Asian American community. Let's backtrack a, a, a tiny little bit. How was the album kind of formed and created? And you touched on this, Simon, because this is a pandemic baby, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, so to be to be fair, one of the songs uh, the band plays on actually started. Uh, before we shut down and it was just I, I was living in Nashville at the time Joe was flying out on a pretty regular basis to either work on shows or on music and we just started writing songs a, a ton but um, but the bulk of the album happened because we were shut down yeah. and Joe and I were connecting nearly every Monday night via Zoom for hours at a time sharing documents about lyrics uh, excerpts of song ideas and melodies that we had in our head and just kind of going back and forth. And at first it was like, oh, let's tell kind of our, our story because we were doing a lot of these presentations for community organizations. But then we thought, what if we just did a whole album wrapped around our story as a band and also the kind of universal experiences that we have as folks of color, mm -hmm. you know, and, and touching upon stories of identity and, and navigating that through, through this uh, society that we find ourselves in. So I think that's kind of like, a, a big chunk of it but you know I, I will say that as a pandemic baby it like <laughs> it really forced us to like buckle down and focus yeah. we didn't really have anything else to do we canceled all of our appearances all the tour dates that we had lined up and it just gave us time to just really really think deeply about the story and also to take as much time as we needed to dive into songs I think um, Joe can correct me on this if I'm wrong and I probably am but I think we wrote probably nearly 30 songs, maybe more, wow. 
and then we just kind of whittled it down over time and actually Bao helped us uh, decide which songs to move forward with as well. Yeah, it was more than 30 songs too because I just had a bunch of old songs from when I joined the band and then even some like excerpts from when you like previous versions of the bands where there were just ideas that were germinating. And I think, so here's the thing about when I joined the band, when I joined the Slants, the Slants have already gone through a couple of changes um, you know, through a lead singer change, instrumentalist mm-hmm. change. And I would say by the time I joined the band, it was a lot more about the court case and a lot more about sort of just carrying it through to the finish line mm-hmm. where the music may not have been the focal point. In most cases, it was not the focal point. Even though we were still a band, we still love playing music and writing music. But I remember like it just wasn't the easiest thing to like everybody being in the same place to work on music for for longer than like a few days. And even the recording process, I remember being at the studio and like people were just popping in and out. And it was like really one day to record, like, let's say, 10 drum tracks. And that was the experience of the slants for me for the last, you know, like five years prior to the pandemic. And then when the pandemic happened and we basically retired right at that point, right before yeah. that point, Simon and I actually all of a sudden had this time to really sit down and write music. And we were working on a musical. We, of course, had the, the opera as well. And then it was like, oh, you know what? Let's actually make an album because the whole time I've been in the band, we've only released EPs. And it always felt like we were only telling part of the story, right? We would like write a song for like from the heart, which was written specifically to address the USPTO, but it was like, was one song out of the album. And this was the opportunity to go, hey, let's take any idea that we've had up to this point, create something out of it, write new ideas, tell your story, Simon, which was a big part of it. Like we could just write songs just for fun, but at the end of the day, it had to mean something. And that's where also Bao helped too. Like we, we started listening to the songs as what's a cohesive story that we can tell from these lyrics. And I think it's meaningful to me just to have like an actual moment where we were able to focus on the music after the court case. I think it also gave us an opportunity to, to like, because of the, the nature of which Joe joined the band, we didn't really actually fully know each other's skill sets. Like everything was kind of piecemeal. Like it was enough, like, can we get enough material together to release something to tour off of in between court appearances? Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, what's something that just kind of gets us just a little bit further ahead? And I think by being able to take a step back and really diving down, we could each focus on uh, our respective skills in terms of composing and writing. And also, like, to build off of each other. Because I, I think oftentimes what happened before, it was like, one person would write one song or like maybe I might write some of the music and then Joe would finish out with vocal melodies and uh, lyrics and then we'd piece it together. But here it was much more collaborative throughout the thing. So like even in songs where, uh, you know, maybe I wrote the majority of the pieces or Joe wrote the majority, like we still had all this other stuff where we could consult each other, challenge each other and, and make it better. And the gift of the the shutdown was that we had time to really thoroughly explore all of those ideas. And of course, um, bringing in Bao made a big part of the difference because here was a third party. Here's someone, you know, now we, 
we could have a different set of ears, someone with a different uh, experience in terms of the software and programming and, and just a different musical ability to come in and fully bring these songs to life. Bao, how did the Zoom experience, how did, how did that help or hinder the creative juices? Well, yeah, the remote uh, collaboration was uh, really interesting because um, up until the last couple of years, technology hadn't really caught up with a remote music making. Yeah. But um, now we have like software and plugins that allow real time high quality audio to go into my recording studio from a remote location. And so um, conceptually, most of the work for, for me, I guess, in the beginning phases was to listen to these incredible uh, pieces of storytelling from Simon and Joe and come at it from a more pop music perspective. Uh, I'm, you know, obsessed with pop music. And so my goal was to basically ask them, how can we tell this story in the shortest and most concise way? Um, where are the most impactful parts that we highlight? And, and where might you lose some listeners? <laughs> and so once we got that out of the way, um, the collaboration was uh, extremely smooth for being remote, um, just with the new technology and, and faster bandwidth and all of that stuff. And so um, it made my job really, really easy. We are going to hear a track from the band Plays On. We're going to hear Family. Give us some background on this tune. And who is the guest performer? Joe, you want to, th this was your baby, so you want to jump in? The, the guest performer is the Slants. The Slants okay. of old. <laughs> oh, okay. It's actually the, uh, the main original, if you want to say, even though there was probably previous uh, incarnations of the band, but the the main touring version of the band. So it's Aaron, the lead singer of the band that was blowing blowing fire on stage back in the day. The the punk rocker that I never got to actually rock with. Um, and then the the guitarist that Simon grew up with is like one of his best friends, Jonathan. And then Tyler, who I got to play with, he was in the band when I first joined, and he left right after our Taiwan tour. But it, it, it's and then also quite a few of the other bandmates that um, that have played in the slants as well. But this literally is the the ultimate slant song because in, it pretty much included every major contributor to the slants. And very appropriately named family. Yes. Yeah. Even yeah. though the song lyrics themselves are a little more questionable but about what exactly is a family and can a band of musicians and tour mates you know, survive what the family dynamics uh, bring. I, I barely survive my own family. I don't know how you guys do it. Exactly. That was the point. <laughs> that was the point. Actually, the song was um, written when I was watching a lot of The Sopranos. Ah, uh, I was okay. Binging, I was binging The Sopranos. So and... you've met my people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, like the idea of an adopted family, right? Like you, yeah. you're the people that you spend the most time with in the course of, say, like a few years. And bandmates yes. are literally probably closer than any other version of an adoptive family because you yes. literally are living in the same hotel room, riding in a bus or a car or a tiny van yeah. for for months. And so then the idea of a brotherhood, so sisterhood, and then whenever that starts to fracture, just like most families will go through at some point, what is the uh, 
makeup of that family. And you have this commonality that is a shared passion. And when you're driven by passion, you are passionate about it. So, you know, emotions and the feels are extremely high. So it, it's that, that could be a rough crowd. It'd be a rough it's crowd. A rough crowd where some of the best of friends ends up mate, they may never talk. <laughs> Look, Oasis is barely talking about a re- reunion related, right now. Right? And they are literally related. <laughs> And the two that are related may never play music together again unless there a lot of money is involved. So I, I, I think, I, I actually, so one of the most beautiful things in the last year or so was actually playing music with this lineup, actually wow. the lineup that, that appears on this album. And we did technically play together for the, the final show. We said we had a final show back in 2019. Uh, no longer true. Um, but <laughs> the, the lineup that got to hang out together again this, this past year yeah. seeing them together so i as the humble observer just watching the, the 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 lineup that you know i actually got to see old videos of and seeing them together it was kind of really heartwarming to see okay even if there were splits that happened even mm-hmm. if there are moments where people didn't really talk to each other or hang out for 10 years there is still brotherhood there there is still family there when yes. you really get back together and talk about the good old days it's all still there It's all still there. I like that. Well, let's hear family from the slants. You're listening to Sounds of PDX on Portland Radio Project. Take control, who's there to shelter when you're cold? 
you're listening to Portland Radio Project. This is Sounds of PDX, our drop-in session with The Slants. That was Family from their final album, The Band Plays On. How did you pick who was the guest performer on each of the songs? So we heard Family, and we talked about who the collaborators were on that, essentially The Slants family. But how the, these 13 other tracks, how were those guest performers acquired? I begging? Think... Any begging going on? <laughs> there were a little begging. Yeah, I think begging. we begged Val a little bit. We did beg Val. Well, I what happened <laughs> is that as we were writing these songs and, you know, Joe and I were like creating these demos and like kind of as complete versions as we could create on our own, yeah. we started drawing up a wish list of everybody that we knew or had worked with or know of and say like, hey, whose voice would go well with this particular track? And we just kind of um, went down the list. And thankfully, most people were thrilled to be a part of the project. And in fact, at one point, we had so many people, we had to kind of rearrange things a little bit. But we really just turned to our community. We're like, okay, whose voice would tell this story well, either by the sound of their voice or their personal story and experience? And you know, it, it, maybe they have a way of bringing a certain emotional uh, timbre to it that, that could really highlight the story. So that was a big, big part of it. And we just kind of worked off this like spreadsheet of like, uh, of people. And we just kind of went down the line. Um, you know, I went about asking the people and then uh, would they would either record on their own uh, or I would, if they're, especially if they're in the Southern California region, uh, they'd connect with Bao and, and record at his place. And we, um, you know, we just try and kind of manage this, we divide and conquer, so to speak, of like, okay, how do we handle pr production? How do we execute on this? Who's going to remote in and provide coaching to the artists and so on? Bao did a lot of, of that actual physical work, which, I mean, Bao couldn't have been uh, easy. It was awesome. It was so fun and it was so cool to have so many people roll through and um, see different variations of talent, right? And um, also just feeling like, wow, this is really a community project and so many AAPI uh, talent that we got to work with. And so none of it felt like work, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> but um, yeah, just sometimes we um, would pull a person into the project and they would just really surprise us with how wow. perfect they were for the song in terms of their talent and their sound. And we would just be like, whoa. <laughs> That worked. <laughs> you can see the Sants live and celebrate this final album on October 14th at Dante's. Are any of the guest performers going to be there too? Yeah, we got a couple of release shows all up and down the West Coast, and every show will have different special guests with former band members, with uh, guest performers. Bao is actually joining us for all of our shows, oh, so wow. we're super excited to have him on, on stage. We actually played with him many, many years ago with his other band, but uh, now we can actually play together performing the same song. So we're really excited about that. How many shows are a part of this final album release celebration? Right now, we only have three on the books. Okay. Uh, Seattle, Portland, and Los Angeles. Uh, but, you know, it's possible that some other stuff might come up in the future. Right. We're just kind of old and we live in totally different states, so it's very hard to get together these days. <laughs> the final Slant album will be released on October 20th. 
where can folks pick up that album? They can actually pre-order it now from the website. Is that correct? Yeah, so we're doing a limited edition uh, vinyl, uh, like a gold vinyl that people can order. Uh, and that's available through theslants.com. Otherwise, you could pick it up just kind of wherever records are sold and okay. online at all the usual sp spots, you know, iTunes, uh, Spotify, etc. But, um, you know, it'll also be going to a few independent local record stores, places like Music Millennium as well. And we love Music Millennium. That's fantastic. Because you're releasing it on vinyl and digital. Yeah. Those are yeah, we're skipping formats. CDs, apparently, so. Okay. Well, <laughs> CDs are passe. Okay. I got an attic full of slant CDs, so I don't need any more. <laughs> Well, thank you for the wonderful music over the years, as well as your tenacity and perseverance. It's, it's quite remarkable. Thank you so much. I mean, yeah. we are just so grateful to have been able to do this for so long. I, sometimes I still am kind of at awe that I started this band in 2006. Wow. And that although we've had over a dozen people come and go in the lineup over the years, um, it's always been about that community feeling of yeah. like, hey, we get each other. We, we might come from different parts of the Asian diaspora. We all share that kind of common bond. And now to expand that work even further through our foundation and through this album, it's been just, just a blast. I mean, just yeah. such a joyful ride th throughout it all. Of course, like we're really tired, so we're kind of done with this album. But you know, <laughs> Joe and I will probably continue writing, and uh, I'm sure we'll be continue to collaborate with Bao, and we'll of course be continuing to elevate the work of other artists through our foundation. And we really, really hope that through this record, that people will find other Asian American artists yes. from throughout North America, find voices and instrumentalists and folks that they they really gravitate towards. Check them out, support their work. And, and really um, elevate our community as a whole. The Band Plays On is a wonderful celebration of community. You really hit the nail on the head. Joe, Bao, Simon, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. We've got one more tune to hear from the slants, The Band Plays On. It is the title track, The Band Plays On. So don't go anywhere. Do check out our website, prp.fm. I will have links to where you can pre-order The Band Plays On. Check out the Slants Foundation. And I'll try to find those YouTube clips so that we can give our PRP listeners and audience a, a little taste of slanted and American opera. Dante's, October 14th, The Slants. Thank you all for tuning in to Sounds of PDX on Portland Radio Project. Darkness settled under a moonlit sky Feelings long gone are stirred inside As a young boy playing in the street Without limits, I thought I was free Like shadows others followed close behind Oh cruelty
Stories. 